When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who you when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to, to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty studios made. From wings, wings to, to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real fun. Hollywood is still some history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. History, the history of film, all of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. All right, well, fuck it. You guys want to get right on into this thing? Um, well, we got we got some we got some shout outs. Yeah, let's do some, some. We got shout. Some, we got some shout. <laughs> shout it all out. We got some uh, shout outs, and I got one funny story. Um, that's not a shout out, but it's just like I just want to talk about it. We must first shout out our newest patron. Yes, yeah. Kathy A. Godfrey. Woo! Oh, you are amazing. Thank you so much, Kathy Godfrey. We love you. And she DM'd me. Um, she said, uh, she sent. A, uh, <laughs> she sent me a video yeah. from a news clipping from the 80s. Nice. Because, so I, I like remember bringing this up, and I don't remember if it was in an outtakes compilation or whatever it was, but I remember bringing this up, and I am so happy that it was actually real, because I brought it up as a joke, yeah. but turns out it was real. So I'm going to show you guys this really quick. <laughs> Any attempt to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. Damn right. I remember seeing these clips. Those are all of these are from the same. Wait, yes. Did you hear what she said? Hold on. Listen to the last thing she says. Pretty soon we're gonna be a communist country. Uh, can I clip that and use yeah. it as my voicemail? Pretty soon we're gonna be a communist country. <laughs> Make you wear seatbelts when you drive. That's that said, Lord, you can't drink when you want country. to. I remember bringing this up during the COVID vaccine thing because I was like, I bet there were fucking idiots in the '80s who were like, the fact that I gotta wear a seatbelt, oh, can't drink and drive anymore, is a, is a is a restriction on my God-given rights. You had a premonition. Who, who of the that fuck it. are you to tell me I can't be in a danger on the road, motherfucker? It's like I fucking knew it. And I our, fucking knew it. And Everyone, our newest patron, Kathy, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kathy was yeah. like Drake. 
You're um, exactly right. The the first the the first thing in the Bill of Rights that we were promised as Americans is fucking entitlement. That's yeah. the first fucking yeah. God given right. Oh, dude, yeah, no, I I mean Not, that's I I feel slightly attacked. <laughs> Pretty soon we're gonna be a communist country. I'm gonna start saying that throughout the podcast. Pretty soon we're gonna be a communist country. Just specifically about like the drinking and driving thing, because I was yeah. like, who who the fuck is arguing that I should be a danger to society? It's my God given right. You know, this was, to be fair, this is also the pre-internet news version of, like, salacious content. Yeah. yeah. So this, if this this would be click-worthy before there were clicks. Yeah, You know what sure. I mean? Like, the news people don't honestly believe that a large portion of the population <laughs> is thinking this way and is going to vote this way. But they choose to highlight this just yeah. so everybody can be entertained. Seatbelts or communism. <laughs> Pretty soon yeah. we're going to be a communist country. I blame this on the news more yeah. than I blame it on the people there. Seatbelts or communism. You heard it here first. <laughs> and uh, she said, by the gods, last week I found the film History History Film Podcast and has brought me so much joy. The three yes. of you together are the funniest dudes on the planet. Thank you for making me laugh so hard every time I play your show. I love oh, that. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. What a great compliment. Yeah. Well, we love absolutely. you. We love, we love you. you. Yeah, we love See, you too. No, it's seriously. It's the little things that mm-hmm. really make a big difference That's i right. love that because it was earnest and very positive and awesome and thank you that's, that's right. why we do it for yeah. stuff like that one week and already want to subscribe to the patreon that's such oh, a record yeah. that's Hell we appreciate yeah. that yeah so. Hell yeah. well again yeah. like yeah. Our, like the metric show mm. when we get fans they fuck mm. with us and they yeah, fuck they really with us do. hard and that's awesome yeah. they and fuck us like real hard one of the <laughs> One of the most reaffirming things about our show. Yeah. Listen, our fans fuck us hard and we fuck them right back. And sometimes you learn something. <laughs> some, occasionally. Occasionally you learn something. And then not not a fan shout out of any kind, but I uh, just wanted to bring this up. So I've been uh, going on TikTok Live like a whole lot. Like I'm, I'm str- I stream every day for a few hours. It's been a lot of fun. I have really engaging chats. Some film oh, history yeah. people will come over to the chat. Fuck yeah. But uh, also like there's this new update where I can like use both cameras, my front camera and back camera so I can like have my face in the corner and then also show the screen and so people know what I look like now and, so and you're playing family guy at the bottom yeah yeah <laughs> so people know what I look like on Facebook live now and um nice. uh one person commented he said bro are you Keith or Sutherland's son you look exactly like him from the Dude, Lost Boys oh hell yeah <laughs> that's exactly what I said that's yeah. awesome that's exactly what I said and then the next day, a different person said, you look like Keith or Sutherland from The Lost I Boys. I told you. <laughs> so. I told you, man. As soon as I saw that, I was yeah, like, yeah. you are Keith or Sutherland from The Lost Boys. And I yeah. immediately pulled up a picture for Drake because he didn't know who Keith or Sutherland was. And he himself was a Lost Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to get your Hollywood photographer to shoot us in our leather jackets yes. like we're The Lost Boys. Oh, my God. Oh, Let's, like, recreate the cover. Oh, I love this. Dude, That'll oh, be our dude. ploy, our... our Little invite to try to get Keith. Yeah, I'll do yeah. a film, oh, his, do a film history photo shoot. That's right. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Matthew. I can get Heyman. one of the yeah. uh, one of the Lost Boys. He's uh, he didn't really have any speaking roles, but I did a play with him in, in Florida. Really? Yeah. Hell yeah. So, Dev, your life, man. We're yeah. gonna do it. We're gonna do a film history, the history of film episode one day, just on Dev. On Dev. Dev history, the history of Dev. That'll oh. be a five or six part. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of five or six parter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, snap. This Claire Bow thing is gonna be mm-hmm. a four parter. Cool. And we are now in part three. Cool. Part three was fucking so juicy that I had to make it uh, mm-hmm. just part three. Yeah. Like part four, will we'll, we will end it off. Uh, 
I want to do something sort of uncharacteristic of film history today, but I think it kind of fits for what I'm going to plug here. After the last Clara Bow, when she dies, spoiler alert, Damn. she did die Damn. at some point. Damn it. Uh, the next episode, we're bringing back Mysterious Hollywood Deaths. Oh, yeah. cool. And I promise we're going to get the count wrong again. Sweet. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Is she a mysterious Hollywood death? No, she oh. was, it, it wasn't very mysterious how she oh, died. Oh, okay. All right. But I wow. just... I just feel, Wow, that was I a mean, just, left turn. Yeah. Uh, foreshadowing yeah. Yeah. like crazy. Hey, yeah. It turns out when you stop eating, your, your body dies. Damn. We're getting into Damn. part four. Damn it, man. Wasn't that mysterious? <laughs> <laughs> it was not mysterious. It was like, oh, mystery solved. I she didn't eat. feel oh. like that's mm. common sense. Yeah. Mm. Practical but, science, but yeah, I just wanted to. I wanted to go ahead and bring that up. Cool, I'm you know, excited. Yeah, plug it. That's uh, uh, but that's two episodes away. Amazing. Yeah, cool. At least. But this episode is gonna be. Are we getting into this thing? Yeah. Doing this? Oh yeah, we've been in it. Been, you did the graceful it. segue. Yeah, we've been in it. <laughs> this is part three of Clarabo. No surprise there. I don't think mm -hmm. I just shocked anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, we're you know we're in the uh, three third. Third quarter here, people. Should we introduce ourselves? Season we sure. keep going back and forth on Season 23 yeah. film. Uh, yeah. I'm James White Scott. I'm Drake Cummings. I'm Sailor Dev. And we are Film History. The, the History of Film. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to get into part three of Clara Bow today. And basically, I'm just going to tell you about like her Hollywood career. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Just like our intro. This mm -hmm. is yeah. the good stuff. I'm yeah. excited to not go home sad and depressed. Yeah. She recently yes. moved into the Hillview, yeah. <laughs> which is Dude. down the street. Yeah, Drake Sign's got, still there. Drake got a picture of the Hillview the other day now, where Clara Bow lived. We'll post it on Twitter after this episode's up in, yeah. in, in four weeks. You know? That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, well, this episode is going to pick right back up where cool. she's in the Hillview. Sweet. Sweet. But, you know, maybe to do a little recap, we need to call in an old friend. Oh, I love this guy. Yes, radio man. Come on in. <laughs> oh, he's entering now. He's got an he's, entrance. He's entering us you look, right now. You look great, radio man. Yeah, you look you look good, buddy. You look very dapper. Oh, wow, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank, you, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> radio Elvis, man is Elvis. Radio man's having a stroke. <laughs> Last we left our hero... Clara Bow was a rising star, booking silent films in New York and even becoming a Wampa's baby. <laughs> Remember, she was a Wampa's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1923 proved to be a big year for young Clara. She was booking whale movies with her tomboy looks, making $50 a week, having her first boyfriend and hobnobbing with some of the silent film's biggest stars. Before the year was over, she was approached by a studio out in old Hollywood. Preferred pictures. She packed her bags, kissed her boyfriend goodbye, and kicked her father in the shin. <laughs> Headed out west where the wind grows tall. That's a Tom Waits reference. There'll be like two people in the world that get that. Headed out west and the wind grows tall. The wind? The wind. Yeah. Grows tall. tall. Listen it's to Tom dumb. Waits. You'll understand. Who? Tom Waits. <laughs> Tom Waits. Tom Lifts? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Over at Tom's gym? Oh, you gotta listen to Tom Waits. Tommy Swole? Do yourself a favor. Tommy Swole. He, Tommy Swole Waits. Do yourself okay. a favor and listen to Tom cool. Waits. Okay. It's incredible. We'll, we'll, we'll do the Tom Waits report next, time, <laughs> next, next episode. We'll report back on Tom Waits. Tom Waits is great. I was just being contrarian. No, no. He's amazing. <laughs> the, the piano's been drinking. Such a good song. Old, yeah. The old, piano's old been drinking. TW. 
So yeah, she packed her bags, moved to Hollywood, and remember, life is searing hell, and the pursuit of happiness is futile. Radio Man, signing off. I feel that. Yeah. Every time he says it, it gets more real. I know, man. Yeah. yeah. Radio so, Man. So interesting <laughs> how Radio Man got quiet when we all started talking. <laughs> <laughs> he left. Uh, he's, out. he's already he's gone. Already. He's, he's, he knows his place. He knows when to, you know, the, the boys take priority well, he in has, this he's, show. He's got an appointment with a telephone pole at 140 miles an hour. He's right. He can't, he can't be late. Next telephone pole. <laughs> yeah, quarter of a mile. Yeah, he's got to get back down to hell where he lives. Right this way, sir. <laughs> Radio Man resides in hell. <laughs> Radio Man is dating Claire LeBeau. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I they hope deserve he, each yeah, other. Yeah, he finds love. Yeah. They deserve each other. Maybe mm. that's why he's so sad. Dating Claire Claire LeBeau would have been a nightmare. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. But maybe Claire LeBeau in the afterlife. Pretty, maybe. Pretty reasonable. Yeah. Or she's like running a train on a bunch of demons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Afterlife's but. got way too much cocaine to clean up your act now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. There's free cocaine in hell. Yeah, there's free cocaine. You can't die yet. Based on. I can't OD twice, baby. <laughs> based on the earlier parts, I think that's a step up in Claire LeBeau's book. <laughs> Like the sad guy, Radio Man said, we are still in 1923. Oh, wow. The whole part two uh, took place in 1923. Oh, amazing. And we're still in it. Cool. And we're going to be in it. Sweet. For a bit. Nice. Yes. Amazing. I don't have to do a when are we for this episode. That saves me so much editing time. No, we're going to do a Oh, fuck. We're going to do a little when are we? When are we? When are we? The sequel. <laughs> you just got more facts about 1923. Uh, Drake was so happy that we didn't have to do one army, but well, guess uh, what? We're doing it. We don't have to do it if you no, don't want. No, I mean, it's not that much editing time. Okay. I just added um, some random shit about 1923. I wanted to get you more into cool. like the fashion, the culture. Oh, we'll maybe. do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah. talk all about... Let's talk all about like what what was flappers, what, what, flappers, what was dropping in the 1920s. Yes, yeah. flappers, cocaine, drinking. What was Balenciaga uh, doing in 1920s? Who Balenciaga? Oh well, little maybe kids. they might. <laughs> yeah, yeah, little kids were working in those factories. I'll tell you that. Hell yeah, they were making. Where they belong. Uh, they were probably making feather toques. Wow, because those are all the rage right now. What the fuck is that? It is a hat adorned with feathers that makes you look like a fucking like peacock. Whoa. And these were the rage, baby. Nice. These were, it was basically a lady's hat, and it was a bunch of ostrich feathers pouring out of it. Was it at all culturally appropriate of the Native American headdress? Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Did it look like that, though? Like, was it, like, clearly, like, oh, I feel like you copied your work from someone, or did it look distinctly different? It looked distinctly different. Okay, all it right. Was, yeah, it was feathers in a different way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Native Americans don't have peacocks. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole, true. It's a whole other bird. It's a whole other bird. It's a whole different bird. It's a whole different thing. Where are peacocks native? Where, where are they from? I think. I know, a lot of places, I think. Yeah, Florida, Maybe, probably. Definitely Y'all got everything. Florida. Yeah. But I don't know where they're native to. There used to be a family of peacocks that lived in my neighborhood growing up. Really? Yeah, we would have to actually so, wait for them to cross the road for us to keep That's going. incredible. Yeah, there yeah. were, at my neighborhood where I grew up, there was a, a developed area next to a lake that used to be an old peacock farm, and they wow. just let the peacocks loose, and they lived in the neighborhood for like 50 years and just continued to grow. So, like, They'll be walking, and they don't give a fuck. Peacocks don't give a fuck. And they'll just, yeah. like, walk right in front of a car, and you just got to slam on your brakes. They won't move. They won't flinch. Them and their kids. Sometimes they'll stay in there and look at you. They're mean if you're walking around you. They'll fucking chase your ass and peck at you. It's, it, yep. it's, it's an indomitable loud, bird. It's an indomitable bird. Annoying. They're beautiful. Yeah. But they are 
vocal as fuck. Deb just explaining the modern woman. All right, <laughs> loud and beautiful and vocal as fuck. Is that Radio Man came back? <laughs> <laughs> the most progressive man in the year 1923. <laughs> you could get one of these feather toques, by the way, for $3.75, oh. which through the old inflation calculator is about 65 bucks. Oh. So they were like, you know, they yeah. were, they were, they were yeah. hats. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, nice yeah, hats. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. 19... But not, not unaffordably nice. Right, not you know unaffordably I mean? nice, yeah. but, you know, you're wearing that to the to the ball. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not to say if you matters but peacocks are definitely from india and are oh yeah i, I was okay. almost positive they were not native to the united states so we colonized peacocks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just like we did everything else yeah, yeah we we kidnapped them during the spice trade yeah <laughs> brought them wow brought all them. over the world along with slaves and jewels and spice they were like you know what the world needs contest. this absurd bird yeah like absurd bird. <laughs> again though to something exotic that's rare mm-hmm. that you get from a faraway place that like mm-hmm. signifies that you're special yeah so that's probably why they were all the way same way yeah. like tulips were in the yeah. fucking rage yeah for the mm. dusty junior company well, remember pablo escobar brought all those hippos to uh. columbia they got like a hippo problem now. Well, that's oh, really? because yeah. Yeah. he yeah. had so many hippos on his like ranch and estate that they got like out. And, and hippos are like incredibly violent. Yeah, they're yeah. super mean. Why would you want hippos around? Oh, well, I mean, because he was pretty violent and mean himself. <laughs> he fed people too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, that's yeah. gnarly as fuck. Yeah, yeah dude. Yo, that's now actually you like it. that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Now you like the it's idea. like because it, it, feeding someone to your lion overplayed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feeding you to your dogs overplayed. Feeding you to my hippo. The novelty. The novelty. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, think about it. Like, he's still plaguing Colombia to this yeah, day. Yeah, Because his fucking hippos are still eating people out there. Because he has, you know, Narcos made a scene about yeah. it where yeah. it's, you know. An absolute menace to society. Yeah. Crocodiles, too overplayed. You know right. what I mean? Everyone's got crocs that eat people. Pablo, literally, he was a I don't know. A lot of Floridians and Louisianians have crocs, but That's true. I don't know. They too also many have other. tigers and shit. Yeah. 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 1923 <laughs> was also the year that uh, insulin was first used for treating diabetes. Who? Insulin. Who's diabetes? Diabetes. What? What was so important about treating him? It, well, I mean, you don't want you don't want people to be <laughs> really? too sugary. That's too actually sweet. like super impressive. I yeah. didn't know it was like that long ago. Yeah. I thought that was at least like the 50s. So this shit. was the man who wanted it to be free. And then right, yeah, he right, was like, right. He was like, maybe we shouldn't let people die from. Yeah, it. yeah. Maybe since we put all the sugar in the food, maybe we shouldn't let people die <laughs> from sh- it. Yeah, maybe we should sell the the cure to the problem we caused. And America was like, no. Yeah. Now look at that. A hundred yeah. years later, we got a farmer bro selling insulin for four hundred fucking dollars a thing. Yep. Hundred years, one hundred years, to the years day. since this thing has been invented. Yeah. We still can't just give yeah. insulin to people. No. He, he originally planned to. Say it was supposed to be a free drug, and then yeah. someone was like, "I'll buy the patent from you, and I'll definitely distribute it for free." Yeah. And he was like, "It's the 1920s. I'm He's gullible." So ah, see? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I'm a lot of cocaine. <laughs> this is the year that Time Magazine is launched. Uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, starring Whoa. Lon Chaney, is released. Not the cartoon. Oh wait, yeah. uh, what? But what? No, not the cartoon. What cartoon? The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh right. Yeah yeah. 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 Well, wait. It was that, a book first. It was a book it was first. A book first. Yeah, yeah. So this is the first movie version of it. No, this is wait. a book. Oh, wait. the book was written this year. Fuck. Isn't the book from the 1800s? Fuck. I think so. Because uh, the book, because the original book is more about the, the, the cathedral. Like it's it's like an yeah. ode to the cathedral. It's got a lot <laughs> less of the stuff we know from it now. <laughs> yeah. So about the guy with the hump. 
Yeah, and that's the Disney version. Yeah, I mean, right. I, it's it's still got the Hump Man, but it's more about it's more about the cathedral. It's it's got less about the building over time. It's just, more about Notre Dame. Let's cut this whole Notre Dame down. <laughs> <laughs> when did the, when was Notre Dame? It, it burned down anyway, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, it did burn down. Fuck that place. Just like man. this segment. <laughs> I don't gotta know. Our country is slowly becoming communist. <laughs> Turn into a communist country. We're turning into a communist country. They won't let us drink. They won't let us drive. They won't let us burn down the cathedrals no more. <laughs> They're making us burn down Notre Dame. <laughs> they won't let us burn down Notre Dame. But <laughs> <laughs> them damn French, they did it. Why are we gonna do it? <laughs> I had a, there was a thing. I, I there was something I had. Before, it's, it's past. It's past. It's I, past. I had questions. But I don't even remember that they were anymore. I'm sober. I, I know, I, man. I think that's the problem. I don't know if I can do this show sober. Right. The Ten Commandments, by, directed by Cecil B. DeMille, is released. And, of course, The Ten Commandments? I thought those were from the... the... No, sir, it was a book first. <laughs> okay. It was a book first. It was written by a I bunch think, of... I was... think there were tablets first. <laughs> there were tablets first. And then it was this book that was written by a bunch of dudes on acid okay. that people took and took very seriously. Yeah, and now it's adapted into a movie? Over. Yeah, now it's a movie. Damn. With uh, directed by Cecil B. DeMille. Okay, he sold sick. Christopher Nolan the nukes. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it's indomitable. <laughs> and of course, you know, jazz is becoming a big thing. Jazz is like uh-huh. the rage mm-hmm. right now. But most importantly to our story, 1923 was the year, as you remember, preferred pictures for 18-year-old Clara Bow. And you remember we were talking about Preferred signed her to the contract, $50 a week. She was going to do a Louis Gasnier film called Maytime, and they put her up in the Hillview Apartments with her caretaker, the agent, Maxine Alton. Mm-hmm. Love a good Gasnier film. Love a good Gasnier. Yeah. Especially old uh, Reefer Madness. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I, that's oh, that's actually a name I should know. I was making a joke because I'd never uh, heard of him, but I, I have heard of him. This is literally like the fifth time we've talked about him on this show. That's okay. Drake doesn't have to retain knowledge. No, Look, sometimes it, sometimes I listen back to our episodes and I occasionally learn something. And I wrote them. So I completely understand what you're going through right now. Uh, <laughs> so while filming Maytime at Preferred Pictures for Louis Gasnier, Clara just impressed the pants off of Preferred Pictures in more ways than one. Indeed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm quite sure. Uh, we don't know what happened in those offices, mm-hmm. but she was killing shit. Mm-hmm. They were very impressed with her, enough that they announced that Clara Bow was given the lead in Preferred Pictures' biggest new film, Poisoned Paradise. So they announce it. We're going to be filming this movie, not right now, but a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And Clara Bow, the, the new rising star of Preferred Pictures, is going to get her first chance to star in a movie. Mm-hmm. Not like a huge studio mm-hmm. film because of Preferred Pictures, mm-hmm. but it is a Poverty Row big film. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this is a big deal for her. Mm-hmm. But before she's going to do Poison Paradise, Preferred Pictures loaned her out to First National Pictures. And this was... First National Pictures at the time was another Poverty Row studio. They were a little bit bigger, uh, and they were doing flapper movies. And that was the big rage at the time, flappers, women who are wearing the flapper outfits. Were, were these the movies that kind of look more like stage shows than anything else? Like, there was just, like, a spectacle. No, wait, that's, that's no, when sound they, came along. They so this still was... had, like, shot angles and stuff. They weren't yeah. as intricate, but... Okay. 
They no, weren't no. like. Are you thinking like the nineteen forties? Like, like the bro- what, kicking I'm stuff? thinking like the Broadway melody kind of stuff. Was it like that, or like was it? But no, that was when sound was invented. Yeah. So this is no. These were so actually kind of so, like brutally realistic. Honestly. Whoa! Like so 19, it was about the life of a flapper. It was about the life of a flapper. Oh, yeah. Okay. In first national film, the flapper was becoming this big thing. It was nineteen twenty three, and mm. first national films was making those movies for the flappers. They were kind of like. What Warner Brothers did in the 1930s for gangster films, in the 1920s, that's what First National Pictures is doing for flapper films. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Preferred Pictures loaned her out to First National Pictures to co-star in the adaptation of Gertrude Atherton's 1923 bestseller, Black Oxen, and uh, to co-star with Colleen Moore mm-hmm. after that in a movie called Painted People. And just to like dive a little bit deeper into this, so Colleen Moore was First National Pictures uh, star. She was the CAG of their mm. studio. And she was the fucking flapper. Like, this lady... She was the flapper. She was You're the flapper. You're gonna be sharing screen time with the queen of flaps. That's exactly what it was. Yes, Claire Bow, you're gonna play this flapper in the movie with the queen fucking flapper. Mm-hmm. You know? Queen flap. Queen flap. Yeah. It's all flap all the time. I say we bring, bring back the flap. Bring back the flap. Absolutely, man. Let's bring back those tote hats with the peacock feathers. Bring back the flap. That, bring back that the is flap. trendable. Make flap, <laughs> make flap great again. <laughs> We're turning into a communist country. <laughs> Turn into a don't got flappers no more. We got no flappers no more. They don't let us flap. <laughs> law says you cannot flap. <laughs> but I see a lot of lawbreakers out there tonight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> The director of Painted People with Colleen Moore, Frank Lloyd, he was casting for the part of high society flapper Janet Oglethorpe was the character's name, uh, Moore's sister in the movie. So he's casting for this. He auditioned. Say that's not a real name. No, no, that's definitely a made-up movie. Oglethorpe. Name. <laughs> I've never heard that name. It's an indom- I mean, it's indomitable like German name. Or it's European or something. But still, like Oglethorpe. Oglethorpe. Yeah, maybe mm. you're right. When you say it with like a little bit of a European mm-hmm. uh, zest to it, sounds he sounds like a made-up Nazi. You know yeah. what I mean? It's Oglethorpe. It was a flapper Nazi. Mm. She was a Nazi flapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, he auditioned 50 <laughs> women for this part. 50 women. <laughs> Most with previous screen experience, and Bo reminisced, but he had not found exactly what he wanted. And finally, somebody suggested me to him. When I came into his office, a big smile came over his face, and he looked just tickled to death. And I still haven't <laughs> found what I'm looking for. Player Bo. I bet he was tickled to death, by the way, when she walked into that office. I'm telling you, man, from what I know about Clara... He was tickled, let me tell you that. <laughs> Gotta give her respect, though. She knows the fucking business. She knows the game. Did what it did, had to do, and it's it sucks. Shrewd but... negotiator. Yeah, I mean, flashback to part two when we were talking about the preferred pictures deal when mm-hmm. they were going to put her on like a, a probationary contract for three mm-hmm. weeks, and she went into the office and made that a permanent contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Yeah. Who knows? Don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> That's that was I mean, to. it's right. also, yeah. it's very funny to see just how easily she has the ability to, like, control and influence dudes and, like, these giant execs. We're going to... So, like... Yes. That is, like, a mastery in and of itself, you know? Like, yes. We're going to get into that right here, what you're talking about in this movie she's about to do. Lloyd, the director, Lloyd, he told the press... 
Bo is the personification of the ideal aristocratic flapper. Mischievous, pretty, aggressive, quick-tempered, and deeply sentimental. And that was the flapper way. That was like you were kind that of was like, the, this that is the, that was the, the code. Way. That's that the was code. the flap. That was the flap code. It was mischievous. You were pretty. You Be were like mischievous. This is the way. And mischievous, by the way, is code word for like you fucking. You know, like mm. let's be honest. You're doing coke and you're fucking. Like they're not gonna release that in the press statement. Uh, and be like, <laughs> we love the perfect flapper does cocaine, drinks whiskey, and fucks men. You know, he just the perfect put, flapper mm. does cocaine <laughs> off of my dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's mischievous. I just, I just participate in the occasional mischief. <laughs> mischief. <laughs> they get into a little bit of mischief with cocaine on penises. But uh, hey, again, you know, we don't know what happened in that office. Uh, the money man was there. The money man was there. Bring in the money man. The flapper is here. <laughs> but this movie was a big fucking deal for her. Maybe even bigger than the lead role she was about to do for Preferred Pictures, honestly. Uh, that This movie really, like fueled the flapper movement that was flapping up, if fueled you will. The flap. Fueled the flap. It definitely fueled the flap. After that, everyone, every woman wanted to be Claire Bow's flapper, much to many men's chagrin. Some of the men at the time were not very happy that the flapper movement was happening. Mm. <laughs> they were not happy that their girlfriends were turning into flappers mm. and flapping around, <laughs> flapping their wings all over the place. That's what it means, right? They're flapping their wings. They're flappers. They're free. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. So it's the dress. I think it's the way the dress moves when they dance. Yeah. Story yeah. for the historians. Uh, question for the historians. <laughs> Around this time, so now she does this big movie. Around this time, against Maxine Alton's wishes, she flew her cameraman boyfriend out to L.A. from New York to live at the Hillview with them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was interesting I'm to me, too. I'm surprised she didn't just drop him like a rock. I, I, she, mm. After him, that was her way. Mm. That, but mm. but he was. Uh, she flew him out whenever yeah. she first started, and cool. he lived with her for a bit. Huh. Uh, not only that, she got him a job at Preferred Pictures as an AD. Whoa. Yeah. Damn. And you were, Dev, you were talking about, like, what the... The theme of Clara Bow is she would say things and it would come true. Like, she she wished it and that was it. Like, I, this woman could, <laughs> she didn't live in our little peasant reality, you know? Like, she lived on a different plane and uh, just had control of whatever she wanted to do. Well, until the end, mm-hmm. let's be honest. She died very young. Some people oh, have okay. just, like, an innate talent and instinct for manifesting or like Mm -hmm. inspiring their future or their present you know it's kind of wild to see when people are like kind of doing it unconsciously yeah Mm. i mean you remember the preferred pictures deal they were like we'll give you they were like we'll give you 30 dollars a week which was like 600 bucks a week she's like oh well how about 50 up to 50 yeah i'm I'm nobody but (laughs) i'll take 50 and they were like Okay. <laughs> I don't know why we're saying okay. Again, but that's like okay. her ability to influence. So, like, I just imagine Claire LeBeau to be like that Jedi who's just like waves the hand with a Jedi mind trick. <laughs> yes. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Yes. You know, like. Exactly. And also, I think, uh, you know, the biggest thing about her as well was she was undeniable. Like, she really could. She was. The, at the time, in 1923, she was the fucking sexiest thing in the world. She was super hot. Everybody was in love with her. She was like Margot Robbie hot, you know, in 1923. And also, she had that Margot Robbie kind of talent. She could cry on demand, one tear at a time type of shit. And she was like, 
everybody, all the critics, all the the audiences, everybody said if Claire Bow's in it, we're gonna see it. You know, and it's probably gonna be cool. Good. Yeah, she was kind of. Margot Robbie is one. Ryan Gosling yeah. for me as well. Anything yeah, yeah, that guy yeah. does, I'll fucking yeah. watch it. You know, well, like you said, she was quite like the first it girl. Like she, she was, was. Just like yeah, like she's just, she's got it. I don't know what it is. I don't know but what she's it is. Got but it. She's got it. <laughs> we don't even get into it yet. Not oh, even man. in part three. That's gonna be part mm-hmm. four. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Not the clown movie. <laughs> <laughs> she goes into filming painted people this Colleen Moore flapper movie with a bit of a star ego. She just did a movie before this where she played this flapper and she is the fucking flapper now, mm-hmm. you know, and Colleen Moore mm. can take a seat. Like the Let's new, go. the new flappers in town, baby. You know what I mean? Uh, so at this point, she kind of feels like the big star, uh, the big new star being loaned out from preferred pictures and so she's. I don't like loaned out is just so. I know it's the correct term, but it just sounds really wrong. Yeah, no, in like all a, ways. like whoring yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, if you were an actor back in these days, you were getting loaned out by your studios that you were under contract <sighs> with. You were the same thing as a camera. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. You got to be signed out, and signed back in. Exactly. Yes. They they pull you back in a box. <laughs> they pull you back on like uh, the dolly that they had Hannibal Lecter in. Yeah. You know, and you're just and Wheel you back into this giant warehouse where everybody sits, like an Indiana Jones infinite warehouse. Uh, Yeah. Boxes and boxes and boxes of people and actors. They put you on a shelf 100 feet up and feed you cocaine until they're ready to pull you back down. Put you on a cocaine drip. Yeah, put you on a cocaine drip until our next flapper movie. Uh, Stay skinny. Stay skinny. This will help help with that. Don't get fat up there. This will help your, you know, emotional disorders you already have. We're going to put you in a box and feed you cocaine continuously. <laughs> Isn't that just what Hollywood is, baby? Just put you in a box and feed you cocaine. Oh, boxes. Clarabo, her contract for this movie, she was to play the supporting sister character. That was going to be a $200 a week role. The role inflation calculator that is $3,500 a week to wow. be in this movie. Not bad. Especially yeah. for the girl who grew up starving and cold, and yeah, you know. yeah, and she's been in Hollywood for a week and a half. Yeah, she's been in Hollywood yeah. for literally. We're still in 1923. <laughs> I'm telling you, like the beginning of this year, she was just kind of doing bullshit movies in New York, and That's now crazy. she's about to make thirty five hundred dollars a week with the inflation wow. calculator. But we know Clara. This is the girl that negotiated her very first contract. So of course she is. Uh, she's wanting her to negotiate again. <laughs> so she found out that Colleen, who I remind you, it's the biggest flapper in the world, the biggest flapper in the world, the studio darling of the movie, the studio darling, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, they're James Cagney, like I said. Mm-hmm. She finds out that Colleen is making $1,200 a week. And the old inflation calculator puts that at about $20,000 a week. Okay. And so that's what, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, uh, of course, yeah. that's what she's mm-hmm. making. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Moore, Colleen Moore herself, said that Clara came up to her. And she said, I don't like my part. I want to play yours. <laughs> That's what she said to her. She, Clara Bow didn't know this at the time as well. Colleen was married to the producer of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Colleen went to her husband and said, don't give that bitch any close-ups. <sighs> don't give her any screen time. Like, cut her roll down as much as you possibly can. Uh, to which basically her husband said, we can't do that because she's now Clara Bow. Sorry. Like, I love you, honey, but, you know, we're not going to give her your part. Yeah. Well, we're not going to cut her part in. Yeah. You know. We- it, it, it's kind of fucking 
it, ridiculous to like even ask that. You she's, know what I mean? She's like that's eighteen years old. Yeah, that's like kind of yeah. that, that. That's that's super bitchy. Yeah. Like it's oh, like no, it's who, terrible. Like who the fuck do you think you are? She is. She's an eighteen year old who grew up. Very rough. Yeah. And I think that's where this all comes from. I think mm. she got like this modicum of success mm-hmm. and she started getting the attention from mm-hmm. everyone telling yeah. her she's the best thing ever. And it was, I, you know, it's funny. I mean, sometimes whenever you grow up humble, you can unhumble yourself very quickly mm-hmm. for some reason. It's mm-hmm. like now I'm, now I'm big shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where she was. She was this 18 year old fucking hotshot who was like, I want your part. Yeah, and Colleen Moore was, was like, like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, it was like, "Fuck you!" Yeah, like yeah. I, 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 I don't blame her for being like, "Cut her, sh- cut her yeah, out!" Like, yeah, cut her, her the fuck clo- out of here. Cut her close-ups. How yeah. fucking dare she? Yeah, I do not like this girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Clara Bow's boyfriend had this story where she comes home from that interaction. Uh, she had approached Colleen Moore and said, "I want your part," and Colleen Moore basically said, "No, fuck you! I'm not giving you my part." So she comes home to her boyfriend and she says, "He said, she said, quote." I'll get that bitch. That's what she said about Colleen Moore. And at the time, she was having these sinus troubles. She was having. She needed a surgery on her sinuses at some point. You know, Clara or the Clara. Okay, Clara needed surgery on her sinuses at some point. Mm-hmm. Wow, I wonder what from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I wonder what could have fucked up her nostrils. <laughs> Definitely not the early 1920s cocaine. Oh my god, how yeah. shocking. That's actually just <laughs> really pure. I imagine <laughs> yeah, she's true. shit That's why it fucked her yeah. up so much. She had these sinus problems, and she decided now is a good time to go get a surgery. Fuck it, man. I'm about to start this movie. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. It. Let's get this surgery. So she goes and has her surgery like the next day or whatever on her nose and she shows back up to set with fucking bandages on her nose to play this part because she didn't get the lead. So she's going to fuck up your supporting role. How about that? And so she would rather give them a pain in the ass recasting this shit than taking that $200 a week. That was a slap in the face to her. So she says, fuck you. She is so lucky that didn't end her entire career. Not only did it not end her career, this, like, set her on fire, dude. People are like, that girl is flapper as fuck. (laughs) Like, that girl is, like... Yes. Like, that's a fucking flapper right there. Like, doesn't take fucking no for an answer. you know, like, there's as crazy, you know, as whatever it is because of the times, but you know that there's a dynamic where some of these execs saw that and were like, oh man, this girl's standing up to yeah. people. I'm not used to somebody challenging. Mm-hmm. I like that. This yeah. Is, yeah. This is new and exciting. She's and got new. moxie. Yeah. Yeah. She's got indomitable, not moxie. <laughs> <laughs> indomitable Clara Bow. Indomitable Clara Bow. She's got moxie, baby. And it paid off big time. Basically, like you said, it, the biz saw her as the the ideal flapper and now she enters into like the flapper queen now she kind of surpasses usurps if you will colleen moore's you know flapper queenship okay uh, just pause really quick because i i knew i i knew it i knew it wasn't i knew it was a word i just wasn't sure if i was using it correctly indomitable is a word yeah like the snowman yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the abominable. Oh shit! Indomitable is a different word, and it means impo- <laughs> not like the snowman, James. 
<laughs> it means impossible to subdue or defeat. Oh, I, nice. I've actually have been using so it correctly. That, yeah, the, the indomitable Claremont. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. the name of this episode, by the way. <laughs> okay, cool. That's yeah. great. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Indomitable snowman. You learn something. <laughs> indomitable snowman. Yeah. He's a snowman that can't be stopped, but like not in like a violent way. He just really succeeds at life. No, like, you gotta just sense. add the word dancing in there. The indomitable dancing, dancing snowman. snowman. He can't stop dancing. He's like a dancing snowman. <laughs> yeah. CEO the of Wall Street. The indomitable, abominable snowman. <laughs> so she takes over this flapper crown, and Colleen Moore had this to say about it. This is hilarious to me. Colleen Moore said, No more flappers. They serve their purpose. <laughs> People are tired of soda pop love affairs. She told the Los Angeles Times, Clara Bow is the one outstanding type. She has almost immediately been elected for all the recent flapper parts. <laughs> so she, like... Quit being a flapper, yeah. Colleen Moore. She's like trying to change cultures. She's yeah, like, okay. Yeah. She's like, that shit's what, over what if it's with. not cool anymore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. I'm not the star. It's really, yeah. it's just exactly. not a thing. Exactly. I don't know why yeah. anyone would like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah, gross. <laughs> it's every, it's like, it's like when, uh, I don't know. It, it would be like if Robert Downey Jr. was like, superhero movies are done because Tom Holland, like, started to like outshine him. Like, exactly. like, it was like the new boy to like come exactly. up in the superhero genre. And he was like, if he was all of a sudden like, superhero movies, they're done. They're, They're done. And also, I quit doing them. Like, I, you won't catch me dead in one again. Yeah. Because Colleen Moore didn't. She wow. was like, I'm not doing fucking flapper shit anymore. Wow. Ruined flapper shit. That's crazy. Wait, so what did they do about her being a mummy? Who? Like, Clara Bow. She had all those bandages on her face. Like, what did they do about the movie? Oh, I think they just recast- shot around her. Yeah, uh, shot I, re- around her. I, I literally think they still shot that fucking movie. But like, did just, they recast her? They just Maybe. never showed her face? Like, no, they still, uh, they still shot this bitch. No, I'll get back to that. All right. Well, somehow, uh, uh, the, the films uh, find a way. Films find a way. Uh, this movie was to quote the Dinosaur Man. They just loaned her out to someone else. And someone <laughs> else got loaned yeah, them. They they loaned her over to uh, Universal so that uh, she could play the mummy in their uh, in, in their, their, their first horror franchise. Yeah, and then they then they shipped her back over after the surgery after her nose healed. <laughs> Poison Paradise, Louis Gasnier, yeah, Claire Bow, she was still in it. So, I don't know. They figured it out. Yeah, they just made her into a mummy. Uh, they CGI'd it. Yeah, they CGI'd her just mummy fixed, face. Fixed in post. <laughs> deep faked it. <laughs> deep faked Claire Bow. That'd be so creepy if they did that these days. You know, so, I would have liked Reef for Madness a lot more if Claire Lebeau was in it. Yeah, mm. that would have been cool. For sure. Should have been. She should have played Mr. Reefer. That's right. She would have never have... That's the thing. She smoked so much, she probably never would have done it. Yeah, that's true. She's like, I'm not doing this bullshit, crazy yeah. propaganda uh, piece. Wasn't that movie made by like a high school gym teacher or some shit who like hated like the... No, it was a cop. That's what it was about. The, the, yeah. the It was a movie within a movie. Yeah. That's what's cool about it. The movie right. was the guy giving the presentation to a PTA group. Yeah, that's group right. That's right. Like yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, yeah. And no. he's showing but it, film. But it was, it, it was made a, by like a uh, by, by like an anti-marijuana like lobbying group. Though, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Henry Anslinger. And yeah. FBI and all okay. that. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, Hearst. Right. And it was fun. Yeah. It was like unofficially produced by that. That's right. Yeah. I just go back and listen to that episode. I clearly need to. It was paid by by. <laughs> it was paid for by fucking narcs. It was paid for by gym teachers everywhere. <laughs> gym teachers union. <laughs> the GTU. The G- <laughs> so <laughs> gym teachers authority. The GTA. <laughs> the indomitable gym teachers. <laughs> And if you want to hear all of the things that you didn't hear in the episode, 
<laughs> I love hearing things that I never heard before, and we have so much of that. We recorded this episode for like four hours, but then obviously uh, we need to cut out super off-topic stuff. Like if you're listening to Humphrey Bogart, you don't want a 30-minute tirade about Ezra Miller. Right. Or maybe you do, and now you can hear it. That's the right. Ezra Miller arc is one of the best underrated arcs I've ever even experienced. Yes. So. That plus uh, fun tidbits, mm-hmm. plus um, bonus episodes. I did a three-part episode on the history of musicals. That's yeah, right. we got some legacy content, like some old uh, game history episodes and uh, history of everything, like Dev was saying. But uh, if you want those shows to come back, the quickest way to make that happen is to subscribe. Because yeah. the more subscribers we get, the more content we can make. And then we can quit our fucking jobs and make it this. Yeah. You know? I'd love to quit being unemployed. Me too. That's the job I would like to resign that would be from. <laughs> Listen, we're and- turning down deals from studios and networks left and right. The best way you can support the show is by subscribing mm-hmm. to our Patreon. If you don't want us to sell to Disney, yeah. subscribe to our Patreon. And our fun tidbits, by the way, are videos, yeah. which is like audio for your eyeballs. Which is a crazy new technology. Crazy new technology. You yeah. can see our mugs and uh, Fight Club style we put little blips of uh, naked photos of us mm-hmm. in the video one frame one yeah, frame, one frame. tasteful frontal that's right yeah. if you can find the frame DM us <laughs> it's only $5 a month but if you don't have the capacity to subscribe right now you can also just uh, give us like single donations which every little bit helps so uh, but if not you know no worries no pressure but we don't want to sell to Disney. No so. pressure. But there is pressure because we can't pay our rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. We're gonna be doing this. Stri- we're gonna be doing this on the street. Actually, this is a begging plea. <laughs> please help. Please donate. So yeah, our audio. Our audio. Seven, seven children. Our audio is gonna be so echoey under that bridge. <laughs> so we're gonna yeah. be recording this in a box. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go back. All right. But check us out on Patreon at Film History. The, the history, history of film. film. Now back to the episode. So Claire's the big flapper now. She's the big flapper on the boulevard, baby. Uh, in nineteen in, in November of 1933, she looked back to this period of her career. Bo described the atmosphere in Hollywood as like a scene from a movie about the French Revolution mm. where women are hollering and waving pitchforks twice as violently as any of the guys. Mm. The only ladies in sight are the ones getting their heads cut off. Mm. That was the biz, baby. Damn. And this would uh this was when Claire would pull another big move, pissing off Maxine Alton. <laughs> Maxine Alton did not get along with Claire. No. And it, it, you remember Claire called her a fucking liar. So she she in uh Claire, That's saying something. <laughs> Claire LeBow. Yeah, Claire LeBow. She she moved in her boyfriend already, and now she's gonna move in another guy, her dad. Oh wow. Yeah. So, wow, she she really forgave that whole she, situation. They had a weird relationship, man. Very weird. It, Fascinating. Yeah. She basically was like, yeah, she just got past it. She's wow. like, fuck it. It happened. You know, uh, I'm moving on. I, I need you for your uh, amazing skill in... In... Uh, in... Uh, uh, <laughs> what did he bring to the table? Like, what? I mean, he was kind of like... A manager of sorts, mm-hmm. but yeah. also, yeah, he was a fucking, like, drunk, rapist, you know, horrible dude. Two-bit huckster. A two-bit huckster, yeah. but she loved him. Like, she what really What did he bring him. to the table? Familiarity. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, she, I, I guess she figures she can trust him more than some... A sense sl- of family. That's sleazy, right. Family. You know, some some sleazy manager that's just going to try and steal her money. She yeah. was like, at least at least I know when my dad's trying to steal my money, I can catch it. Like, yeah. You know. It's probably a bit of, like, Stockholm Syndrome too you know yeah she grew to love her abuser yeah uh when she remembered their reunion she said 
I didn't care a rap for her, nor BP Schulberg. She's talking about Maxine Alton. Mm-hmm. She's basically saying, I don't give a fuck what people say. Mm-hmm. Nor my motion picture career, nor Clara Bow. I just threw myself into his arms and kissed him and kissed him. And we both cried like a couple of fool kids. Oh, it was wonderful. Fascinating. <laughs> Bo felt Miss Smith, the pseudonym Alton used, she called herself Miss Smith. Bo felt she had misused her trust. She wanted to keep a hold on me, so she made me think I wasn't getting over and that nothing but her clever management kept me going. Fascinating. So she says that Maxine Alton was kind of pulling a Three Stooges on her. She was kind of mm. pulling a Ted Healy. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. yeah, so it's like, I can't trust you, Fox. I, my dad's shitty, but like I can trust him. Exactly. Yeah. And and he did tell her the opposite. He, he and her boyfriend were both like, you're a fucking huge star. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you need to be mm-hmm. more demanding and kicking mm-hmm. ass out there. Mm-hmm. And Max, Maxine Alton was probably like, let's take it easy. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. like take it slow, yeah. you know? She was yeah. like, fuck yeah. T- to be fair, you know, she probably gave her advice like, don't ask the lead actress that you want her part and don't, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. and don't, don't get a nose job to like pull a stunt on set. That's not bad advice. Nope. That's just, if there was anyone else, like you would have lost well, your career. Yep. I mean, in a town full of hooksters and swindlers, what better to ask a great hookster and swindler, your dad, your dad, how to navigate these uh, waters. I, I, I mean, I, it's also like super sad. I was just thinking about like how, unfulfilled she must feel with that quote about her dad rushing into her arms like in all these other areas of her life to then run back into the arms of someone who's caused so much trauma yeah Mm -hmm. yeah no she's a abuser she's a sad lady man Mm -hmm. she was a sad lady i don't think she was necessarily sad all the time but i think it's a sad story and like overarchingly yeah she probably had moments of happiness clearly like going back into her dad's arms yeah but Mm -hmm. that whole why in the context behind it is what's yeah. that? She certainly had moments of happiness with a lot of men. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. That's going to be more of a part four thing because cool. she doesn't really get off into that uh, on part three. Mm-hmm. But in part four, we're going to, there's a whole legend about her out there. Uh, I'll just sort of plug it a little bit here. It's the whole football team. Oh, oh you have some more details on that? I've got some more details. Okay. That. All that's right. par four shit. Yeah. We're not even going to talk about that's that That's 20, that's uh, 1924. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that <laughs> sure is. You're exactly right. <laughs> it's a whole year that's later. a whole year later, you know? Yeah, I've never spanned one year of someone's life like this. Yeah, yeah. An eventful year. I, uh, may all of our 2023s, a hundred years uh, to the anniversary of this, be as productive as her 1923. Yeah, basically a hundred years ago this year, this is what was happening. It's so someone made like the most dramatic career moves in the shortest span of time I've ever heard about. And, and she did like fucking like uh, probably 30 movies this That's year. That's crazy. Like, she, Damn. 1924 yeah. is going to be all about daddy issues. So, you know, Clara's boyfriend and her dad, they're in their ear telling her how famous she is. Mm-hmm. And now she's fucking making money. She's yeah. making her own money. She's still living at Hillview with mm-hmm. Maxine Alton. But now, you know, you can imagine you're, rent- you're living rent free with this woman who you fucking hate. And you don't want to be around her anymore. You're the biggest star on the planet. What are they going to do to me? Are they going to, like, you know, breach my contract and fire me if I decide to get out of this apartment with my own money? Yeah. So she and her dad and her boyfriend fucked off out of the Hillview, and they uh, bought a house 
at 1714 North Kingsley Drive in Hollywood, right across for right by uh, nowadays is Jumbo's Clown Room. Over oh, there. way to dox him, bro. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to find Clara Bow. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if uh, her house is a, a Chipotle or a Chick Fil A nowadays. It's like an apartment building and oh, a gas okay. station. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Chipotle. What was the other one you a said? Chick Fil A. It's a Chipotle fillet. Okay. It's, it's a like Chipotle fillet. A Chipotle fillet with yeah. a Popeyes attached. It's to got it. a barber shop and a smoke shop around back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a dispensary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And they uh, sell heroin in the back. Yeah, just like she wanted. Just like she right. would have wanted. But they um, have a mural. It's really, the it's, it's her mausoleum and gravesite. That's really what it is. <laughs> so I wonder what her boyfriend thought of her dad. I wonder if he, he knew, had any idea how about did, the bad stuff. How did that work? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, uh, he might not have known. They were, yeah, they were trash. Might have been like, your dad's weird. <laughs> but also, you're Claire LeBeau's boyfriend. Yeah. You got to have met in freaky circumstances. I, I mean, I w- that's an assumption, I guess. But, you know. Yeah. Anyways, I would just assume. kind of knew the deal. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, I think there was a lot of putting up he, with. He was like, Claire didn't come home tonight. I'm not going to ask her about that. No, it's, yeah. It's no, not going to lead to a healthy conversation. No, I'll just get real drunk yeah. instead. I'll just yeah. get real drunk with this weird, her weird dad that just moved in. <laughs> oh, my God. The uh, two of them just sitting on the couch, just drinking while Claire LeBeau is just out yeah. partying on the town. Bo- both of them had sex with her. You know, and both of them are wishing she was back there. <laughs> it's got to be weird to sitting with your girlfriend's dad, being like, "We both had sex." That's with her what at I'm one saying. Point. Yeah, did he know? He couldn't have known. That's too weird. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It was uh. indomitable. <laughs> Our country is turning into indomitable communism. I hope. I don't know. <laughs> So when head of preferred pictures <laughs> can't have sex with my daughter anymore, <laughs> turn into a communist country. They put laws against incest. <laughs> communist country. Just like Marxist warned us about. <laughs> just like Marxist is preaching. <laughs> sex with your daughter. <laughs> Commies. <laughs> so when head of preferred pictures, old Schulberg, heard that Clara had moved out of the apartment, uh, he fired her boyfriend, Arthur Jacobson. No more AD job for you. And he said that he was potentially getting his big star into a scandal. And he's like, if you let her do this, you're not keeping your AD job around here. You know, if you guys go off to that house and we're not able to watch what you're doing, mm-hmm. Claire is going to get into some big scandal and we're going to fucking mm-hmm. go belly up because she's like the face of the fucking mm-hmm. yeah. studio now. Yeah, yeah, don't do anything crazy like bang the entire football team. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. When people find out about that, it's not going to be good. Like Max Alton was yeah. really keeping her away from yeah. doing that anyway, though. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think she listened to a fucking word that yeah. lady said ever. You yeah. Know? I, I I'm I'm gonna keep the my my theory that like Maxine was fine. She yeah. was like legitimately like looking out and trying to give oh, her absolutely. good advice. Oh, and this 100%. is just the one anomaly where like she just could do whatever the fuck she wanted. And there were no repercussions. Yep, a hundred percent. And when when Clara moved out, Maxine Allison was probably like. Thank, Thank God. God. Yeah, okay. Thank God. I get this. to fucking go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she probably had like a fucking family out of yeah, 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 yeah. They haven't seen me in 14 yeah, years. It's yeah. only been one year. <laughs> it's only been one year, but it was 14 of them. <laughs> My son is, when I left, he was seven. He's 43 now. <laughs> Just, it was an interstellar time warp. Like every every hour in that fucking house dealing with Claire Bow's bullshit aged her by yeah. 10 years. Yeah, like gray hair. Yeah. Now. <laughs> it's like how the president, you know, the president's yeah, yeah, all. Yeah, it's yeah. a stressful job. Yeah, it's a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> so when when Clara found out that Schulberg fired her boyfriend, 
Uh, she she marched into his office with her contract, and she tore up her fucking preferred pictures contract and threw it in his face and told him he couldn't run her private life. <laughs> and this is all coming from Jacobson watching this happen. She, like, drug her boyfriend in there with her. She's like, you motherfucker, like, you better hire him back or else Claire Bow is the fuck out of here. And she tears up her contract. <laughs> and Jacobson said... Clara was the sweetest girl in the world, but you didn't cross her, and you didn't do her wrong. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. And again, Scholberg was like, Clara, you're right. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Have your it, AD job. It's like that scene from Ted where he goes into his manager's office, and he's like, I fucked on the, like, on the produce or whatever, and then I sold it to a family of four, <laughs> and then this manager's like... I respect that. <laughs> yeah. That took moxie. That took moxie. <laughs> exactly, man. Um, dude, Clara, she was she was carrying something different around with her, man. And people were just like, uh, oh. this lady gets whatever she wants. <laughs> Say yes. Don't argue with her. Please. Oh She's God. a nightmare. <laughs> She's unknowingly a, a mystic and a witch. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Jedi powers just like uh tom brady's xy yeah yeah well yeah shellberg was like fine your boyfriend can have his job back uh you keep doing clara and mainly because she's about to do this fucking movie poison paradise where she's the star of it so what are you gonna do you know are you gonna recast her she is the flapper queen baby like and she knows it (laughs) she fucking knows it uh and we're still in 1923 that's crazy we're still in 1923 just a small recap of 1923 (laughs) She began the year acting in some small parts, crying on command. Her mom dies. Her mom died a few months ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The whole thing where mm-hmm. she jumped into the fucking casket mm-hmm. and, like, what? pulled her mom's skull yeah. off and ran around with it. I do remember that. Naked. Yeah. She is no. a witch. She yeah. is a witch. <laughs> she brought her... She necromancied her mom. Yeah. I do remember yeah. this, yeah. Invoking the spirit of her mother, sacrificed her mother for <laughs> fame and success. <laughs> but yeah, man, her mom dies. She signed that contract with Preferred Pictures. She moved into that apartment with Maxine Alton. She does like 10 movies. And by New Year's of 2024, she is a star making a lot of money moving her dad and boyfriend into a house in Hollywood and as America's favorite flapper. That's- like... That is the course of 12 months for this woman. That's crazy, man. Yeah, 100 years ago this year. (laughs) (laughs) Again, may all of our 2023s be as productive as her 1923. It's not going to (laughs) be. Sorry, we're already behind. I also (laughs) don't like how her 1924 sounds like it's going to be. Uh, Yeah, I mean, listen. (laughs) So maybe let's not full throttle that game plan. No, she she lives. She lives. (laughs) She lives a little bit longer. Uh, not very much longer, but she lives <laughs> long enough. Longer. Long enough, you know. She lives long enough. <laughs> so, so she makes this movie. She films Poison Paradise, you know, like they do. She's also filming like eleven other fucking movies at the mm-hmm. same time. Uh, around this time, she said she was working eighteen hours a day, and she was she was forgetting which set she would be on. So back in those days, they would you would sign on to do like three or four movies at a time. And they literally just had all these fucking set pieces laid out, and mm-hmm. somebody was pulling you from one set piece to the other mm-hmm. and handing you a, the script for whatever mm-hmm. this fucking movie is. You're not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. Just, Black and white. Yeah, just sit there. So you're just going to sit there and do stuff with your face. 
and you would literally go from set piece to set piece and film three movies a yeah, fucking day. Yeah, that's that's crazy because they, they they probably like didn't even hand you like a piece of paper. They probably just like at the start of each take was like, all right, now look scared, look scared, now look happy, look happy, look sad, yeah, to fall over. And and again, mm-hmm. we'll bring up the movie uh, Babylon, mm-hmm. but like these yeah. were not like you know beautiful glamorous sets. It's these were like chaos. fucking mud pit. Yeah, you know chaos. Everyone's covered in dirt, yeah. and there's yeah. like wild animals running around. And I shit. didn't know if you guys. Knew knew this but um all those symptoms are also a side effect of heroin what? So, <laughs> Wait, what? being like forgetful and sleepy and tired and not knowing where you're at like, oh yeah yeah. yeah 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 that's very true too well they were giving out heroin like candy yeah. this time. how so. else am i supposed to deal yeah. with the pain of my own existence <laughs> this was the jazz and flappers day like you were you were indomitably doing heroin <laughs> yeah. what do you think the most popular drug in 1923 was probably cocaine, cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah had to be coke it was man. everywhere it was, they were this doing was what was prescribed shit. you could just get yeah. all this from yeah. the doctor was, it was, it was so still it was more the, just like whatever you want. Yeah, it was in the cola, right? Was, oh yeah, it was in the cola. They're putting in the water. They're putting the, in the water. Turn the freaking frogs fun. And you if know? you were anybody who was fucking anybody, like mm-hmm. you said, you walk into a doctor's office and said I'm having trouble sleeping, and they're yeah. like, "Do we have the thing for you?" Yeah. They also you're just like codeine. You're never gonna, you don't care that you're not. But sleeping. when you do want to go to sleep, take this heroin. <laughs> take this right. car- codeine or heroin. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's how Judy Garland did it, man. <laughs> Cocaine in the morning, heroin at night. You know, that's. <laughs> you think booze was just a constant steady oh, throughout yeah. the day? It was, an, it was in an IV, you know. Oh. Like, yeah, you'd go to Crafty and they'd hook you up to an IV full of wild. Remember, turkey. there were no laws about drinking and driving at this <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, no, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt either. <laughs> yeah, this is before America was communist. That's right. So. <laughs> <laughs> And hey, my logic is if I if I don't have if I don't have to drive, there's no reason to be sober, right? So imagine if like there was also no reason to be sober if you While had to drive. Driving. As a matter yeah. of fact, they used to love drinking and driving. It was like a whole pastime. So February 2024 comes along, it's still legal to drink and drive, <laughs> and uh, it is also time for the release of Poison Paradise. I, they edited that real about. quick. Oh, dude, they would mm. fucking churn these things yeah. out, baby. They were editing. Uh, on that muddy studio <laughs> lot, where it's all just, the... it's just a dude with a fucking like meat axe who's just like chopping, yeah, like sling, <laughs> passing it along, fingerprints are touching do, the film. Do, do, do. Yeah, just a conveyor belt, just like fucking I Love Lucy shit. It's just like that. He's the, he's the butcher that he uses that same axe, like cut yeah. up like lamb yeah, later. Yeah, he, like cuts down a fucking pig and then he cuts the film with the and, bloody axe. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can see the blood spots mm. in the film. You know, if you look really close. Little blip. He, some, he cuts that PA that got <laughs> yeah, coffee yeah, yeah, order yeah. wrong. <laughs> the PA's hanging up next to the pig, like even less valuable than him, you know, <laughs> less meat. I mean, How let's be PAs honest. I have to go through before somebody brings me a fucking cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sir, what's a cappuccino? Uh, wait, I don't know. Maybe they had cappuccinos already in 1923. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. Steamed milk, maybe, probably. Steam, yeah, steam power, maybe. Sure. The maybe not there. Maybe in Italy. <laughs> yeah, or something. In Italy. yeah, yeah. You had to go to Ital- Italian land <laughs> for that. Only the fascists had coffee at this point. <laughs> so this movie comes out, Poison Paradise, and the Davenport and Democratic leader said. The clever little newcomer whose work wins fresh recommendations with every new picture in which she appears. That was what they said about Clara. And basically, what they were saying there uh, in old 20s speak was, now this girl can do whatever the fuck she wants. Uh, she, her offers, her agent's studio, her agent's office 
filled up with offers. It was just scripts fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. You remember? Oh yeah, yeah. Entourage. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he comes in, and I got yeah. ten offers for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pours the scripts on the table. That's right. Yeah, that's that's Claire Bow right now. She's on fire. The, the writing man is here. The writing man is here. <laughs> Bring in Timothy Chalamet. You know. <laughs> And that was true. Offers were pouring in. Preferred Pictures got a call from Universal. Mm. And Universal says, hey, we really like Clara. We've been seeing her. We know uh, that big movie just came out. We know she's got offers all over the place. We want to loan her out. <laughs> she, we want you to loan her out to us for $2,000 a week to do her first starring role in a major studio film. Oh, is this is this Wings? No. Oh, <laughs> this Wings ain't even for a while. Oh, that's part five. Yeah, that's part. Yeah, that's part ten. Who <laughs> was it? Re-air the Wings episode. It was uh, <laughs> Dominic, our uh, follower. It was like I hope Clara Bow is like oh, a nine parter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Part, part five is just the Wings episode. Yeah, like we, yeah. no, we don't change that's it. We just right. we just re-air it. There we just, you go. Yeah, yes. Retitle it and yeah. ship it again. See how people notice. After we yeah. kill off Clara Bow in part four, just retroact. Yeah. Go listen to Wings. Just run, run Wings again. That's part five. Yeah. It's a great episode. It's a great episode. Wings is a fucking yeah. great episode. The third episode. Oh my god! Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Our first three. Our, well, uh, third subject because we it was three on on a CAG, and yeah. then there was Waterworld, then it was Wings. Time is an indomitable construct. Yeah, it was, <laughs> we keep out the gate swinging. Like three three banger <laughs> topics right after another. Yeah. <laughs> so they want to give her two grand a week to star in this new prohibition comedy called wine and it was it was just spelled whining instead yeah. of wine like you drink <laughs> that's right baby was it really no oh it was just wine oh, w-i-n-e the are those even spelled differently nah no they're not oh yeah no those oh. two words oh, are spelled okay differently. okay yeah, yeah i thought you meant did they spell no yeah. yeah no the wine if you're whining is w-h-i-n-e oh, okay. nobody's gonna want to yeah. go see a movie about like Crying whining. Everyone's gonna want to go see a movie about drinking wine. Yeah, well, you like, call it wine, but then you put like wine iconography. That would have been pretty like, cool. It's like a, it's a pun. That would have right? been pretty so it's cool. A play on word. It's a, yeah. it's not an onomatopoeia. Right. I don't know what the, any of those words mean, but it's one of those. <laughs> it's an autopilot. <laughs> a joke. You are an indomitable man. It's a, it's a literature joke for all of you, all of you lit majors out there. <laughs> so. <laughs> Through the old inflation calculator. Foonery, onomatopoeia. Right. It's coming in hot, bro. I like love a, it. This is a fucking vocabulary lesson on this episode today. <laughs> so through the old inflation calculator, that $2,000 a week that Universal wants to give Clara, that is $35,000 a week to do this movie. Mm-hmm. So she's on up there now. I mean... For the 1920s, that was that's good. That's, that's good. You know, that's, that's some good. They'll, they'll, money. they'll get everything. You Thirty-five need to buy. grand yeah. a week. Thirty-five grand. That a week. is exactly ten times what she was getting paid. Yeah. The last time we mentioned that's her right. Rate. That's right. Which oh. is which was like Same. four months earlier ago. that yeah. year. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> a second ago. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> now this is by no means. This was a high rate for sure, especially. But she's still a woman. So mm. she's making a lot less than a man would in this mm. position. Like Charlie Chaplin and like those guys. Like Charlie Chaplin mm. was making like eleven thousand dollars a week in nineteen twenties money. Wow. Like Wow. He, wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. He owned a studio though. He was like vertically integrated. He That's was a little true. different. But That's even true. an actor, you're right. like a yeah. prominent just guy actor was making more. Yeah. 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 There was there was stories, man. There were some 1920s actors who would make like 20 grand a week in 1925. Damn, like, those were the guys. Damn, back in the day, back in the day, uh, this is what Sunset Boulevard is all about. Mm-hmm. Whenever you watch it, 
but or they, they adapted the street into a movie <laughs> yes yes okay, they did okay cool they did. all right sweet and they talk about like those houses in LA back in the day that are, now they're like broken up into fucking either multiple gigantic mansions or apartment complexes and shit my the, cousin used to live whoa. in Liberace's house really yeah Jesus, and right man. here in Hollywood yeah whoa. that's cool but those 1920s houses, they used to be like blocks. Wow. Big. Like these silent film crazy. actors would have like acres of a Damn. house in LA. You Damn. know, they, they made it would be like you made yeah. like, you know, a million dollars a week. Yeah. Be like that yeah, type yeah, of yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, Charlie Sheen making exactly, million, man. What, two million episodes? Was that what he was making? Yeah, it was like 1.2. That's fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. Friends guys. Friends yeah. guys, Seinfeld guys. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how big is, uh, are their houses? Are they blocks? Oh yeah, yeah they're blocks cool. for sure. Yeah. yeah, Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah. oh yeah, their their houses are all blocks Damn. for sure. I know, man. Just endless money. Yeah. You know, what do you do? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so she signs on to do wine. Like I said, through the old inflation calculator for thirty five thousand dollars a week. And this picture, this moving picture, exposes the widespread liquor traffic in the upper classes. And Bo, because you know this is uh, around the uh, the old uh, prohibition shit, and Bo portrays an innocent girl who develops into a wild red hot mama, <laughs> which is what they would call a naughty inebriated flapper. Whoa! Re- if you were uh, an advanced flapper, you were a red hot mama. <laughs> And Clara Bow was a red hot mama. These words. These words, man. They used to not give a fuck. <laughs> and now she's like a household name. Mm. She's a bona fide star. She is now Clara Bow. Wait, but like, it was a comedy though? It was a comedy. Okay. About the prohibition. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically or uh no, maybe not the prohibition. It was about liquor trafficking. Yeah, okay, it was yeah, about yeah. being drunk, and okay. she was a crazy drunk. So we're the Millers of its day, you know. Exactly, an undeniable classic. That's right. Peak of comedy. That was a good movie. Yeah, I, I didn't it like was it. a pretty yeah. good movie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, now she's she is the Clara Bow that we all know. She mm-hmm. is the big fucking star. She does eight movies in 1924 at that two thousand dollar a week rate. Uh, that she kept from when Universal offered that. Now that became her rate. Mm-hmm. So she's making the equivalent of $35,000 a week, no matter what she does now. On top of, or, uh, she was making a $750 a week salary from Preferred Pictures. And in 1925, she made 14 movies. Wow. So money, 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 wow. money, money. She got fucking filthy rich this year, Damn. basically. Uh, and this is, you know, of course she said she was running, working 18 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And she seems so fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> like, she seems content with her life. Yeah. No, not really. She said when she wasn't on set, she was going... She she put it that she was running wild when mm-hmm. she was not on set. Yeah. I mean, 18-year-olds, that kind of money? Why wouldn't yeah. you? Why wouldn't yes. you? She's Justin Bieber at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And there's no drinking age. Yeah, exactly. And you, yeah, there's Wait, no drinking age. There's no drinking there's no at all. anything age. There's no... Yeah, there's no... There, you can do anything, anytime, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And she did. <laughs> It's just a voting age, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, eh, it isn't everything. If you age, want, you know, know. no one's checking. Eighteen. In nineteen twenty-three, if you lived to be eighteen, they were like, "Do whatever you <laughs> want. Yeah, you you survived. You earned this. Yeah. You survived. Sur- you well, survived. hold the next few decades are gonna be pretty rough. Yeah, it's not gonna go well. <laughs> About a few have, years. have have fun while you can. Yeah, yeah. You survived that. You make it to the fifties, you really survive. Yeah. Now you can really. You now, can murder. Now we're just living. Now we're just living, baby. <laughs> L-I-V-I-N. <laughs> so in 
1925, now we're just bouncing through the years now, baby. In 1925, she starred in the preferred picture films The Plastic Age, and this is when she started dating her co-star, Gilbert Rowland. Oh, what happened to uh, AD Boyfriend? He out. He's gone. He's still live at the house? No mention of it. Probably. <laughs> He's probably like, well, I guess I'll still live here. Just... Be the cuck, you know. Drinking with her dad. <laughs> yeah, he's just he and her, he and Clara's dad. The house is, just becomes a collection of her exes. Yeah, they all just start sitting there and join around. Yeah, the just join the dad around the fire. It's just like ten dudes just drinking with her dad. Her dad's she's like, a, I was her first. She's a witch. She like drains their life force energy and then puts them downstairs, like all sitting and drinking like lifeless zombies. <laughs> Yeah, she gets home, they're like, yes, Clara. <laughs> so yeah, she stars no, in The kidding. Plastic Age. She started dating her co-star, Gilbert Rowland, who became her first fiancé. Oh, first. Yeah, first fiancé. Yeah, yeah, first of many. <laughs> first of many. Through the old Clara Bow inflation calculator, <laughs> this first fiancé comes out to three, you know. <laughs> And in uh, June 1925, Bo was credited for being the so first. We're just fast forwarding through the years we're just fast now. Forward we're just, through the years. Okay. I, I'm not going to yeah. go through all the movies. She yeah. makes 14 movies a year. Yeah. I can't do this. Yeah. You know, <laughs> This will be a 20 parter. So just know while yeah. we're going through these years that she's doing fuck tons of movies mm-hmm. and fuck tons of fucking. <laughs> fuck know? tons of cocaine. And fuck tons of cocaine <laughs> and fuck tons of flapper shit. You know? And. <laughs> She was credited for being the first to wear hand-painted legs in public. Well, like body paint? Body paint. Whoa. That's dope. Were... I didn't even know they did that in the 20s. So just picture the 1920s. Mm. Uh, she basically she started this whole trend in the in the at the California beaches where she'd paint her legs. So these are women with now new uh, one-piece bathing suits was a brand new thing mm-hmm. in 1923. That was when they came out. And now they're painting their legs, hand painting their legs, and wearing like ostrich feather hats. Mm. And now, if you picture that, that is your 1920s woman. Interesting. And like heart lips. Um, it was like it was like Boz Lerman times. Mm. Like it was <laughs> the like Boz. it was the Boz times, dude. Like I, yeah. it was it was like mm-hmm. a, it was a whole different mm-hmm. vibe, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it a whole was, new way. It was very trippy. <laughs> it was a whole new way. It's a very old whole new way. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring back painted legs and heartless. That sounds like a nightmare. In this yeah. heat, in this heat, in this you heat. want my whole legs to be painted? This was before global warming. Yeah. You could paint your legs. <laughs> Nowadays, it would just be fucking crackling off it's of you like the dripping. goddamn Sahara. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indomitable painted legs. <laughs> but you can't paint legs. It's the wrong body part. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But so the reason we skipped to 1925, the reason I fast forwarded to all that is because 1925, there came a reckoning, boys. Oh, no. There came a reckoning. Old Poverty Row came under attack from the big three. And this was uh, the major studios, Warner Brothers, Universal, and Paramount, to be specific. Mm. There were there were five major studios, but those three were known as the big three. Mm-hmm. And they were like the fucking top dogs. They started, uh, they, in a joint effort in cahoots with the newly formed MPAA, mm-hmm. the ratings board, they began to go scuttle the lobby. The lobby. That basically. is always fair and just. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> they never got paid off by anybody, you know, especially in this case when they teamed up to go take down Poverty Row. So the MPAA kind of said, 
these Poverty Row independent studios are putting out fucking smut. They're showing mm. too much leg. They're painting their legs. They're painting their legs. They got Clara Bow over here fucking football teams on camera. <laughs> you know, we got to put a stop to this shit. Mm-hmm. And so the three big studios were like, we would love to. Mm-hmm. We would love to put them out of business as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't like anybody but us. Yeah, yeah. You know? That sounds good. That sounds good to what us. What this town needs is more of a monopoly. Yeah, that's right. Lots of competition. <laughs> yeah. Breeds innovation. Yes, exactly. They uh, We're going to innovate so hard all over these contracts yes. when we have less competition. That's right. <laughs> and they did so with that block booking shit. You remember in James Cagney, mm. in the very first episode of this show, we yeah. talked about block booking. And it was when the studios would tell the theater, I'll just refresh you if you forgot, the studios were telling theaters, the only way you can run our big shit, our big movies, is if you run a handful of these smaller ones as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, you can't get, you can't get uh, X-Men unless you run uh, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> and so they block booked out all the theaters and didn't leave any room for the indie studios. Mm. And they were like, if you if you want this mm-hmm. fucking big movie, you're gonna do no indie films at this theater. Yeah. And so they they just straight up monopolized it, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Monopoli- monopolized the content at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this that it, it worked. They fucking they really scuttled most of these studios, including preferred pictures. I was about to say, I'm not familiar with that name. I'm sure they didn't make it. They didn't make it. And if you remember Preferred Pictures, lucky enough, old Schulberg, who started the place, he was a Paramount guy back in the day. Remember, he was like a runaway from Paramount. He said, fuck them, and went and started his own thing. Mm -hmm. So in 1925, in October, Schulberg filed Preferred Pictures, the house that Clara Bow built for bankruptcy, Mm -hmm. with debts at $820,000 that he owed... Uh, the old inflation calculator puts that at fifteen million. Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> That's how much. Holy he still shit! Had on his books. Damn. That was basically that was one of the reasons the studios too were like, no, we can we can pretty much raise them off the map pretty easily. That's wild. Yeah. Um, wait, so, uh, who they sell their catalog to? They sold it to uh, a lot of it was Paramount, mm-hmm. and Paramount actually, uh, BP Schulberg, Paramount said, uh, just come back. Just come back to Paramount. Oh, cool. Come okay. back to Daddy. Sweet, you know? yeah. And while you're at it, while you're coming back to Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> bring Claire Bow with you. <laughs> and uh, we'll sign you a real nice deal if you bring Claire Bow with you. And uh, so send, they, her up to, uh, send her up to our office. Yeah, send her up to the <laughs> Bring in the money, man. Bring in the money, man. We got Claire Bow coming to Paramount Pictures. Uh, but yeah, they basically they they gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. They were like, "If you want to die out here in Poverty Row, we're killing all these people. You can, <laughs> but if you want to join back with Daddy and bring Clara with you, come on." I just um, imagine uh, how Hollywood of Hollywood yes. to to go destroy a place called Poverty Row. Yes, it, <laughs> I just imagine it's uh, Tom Cruise's character from Tropic Thunder. Yeah, talking basically. to him like he's just like yeah, with his, be big dick swinging over here <laughs> with his big meaty forearms. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, like dude. that was all like these a guys. lot of money. Yeah, it's kind of like if if the U.S. military was like we're about to airstrike this place, so you might want to get out of here. Uh, we're just giving you the tip. We're not giving all these other fuckers these tips, you know. But since you used to be one of us will give you a chance to run (laughs) and so they did Schulberg was like three three days later after that offer went out Schulberg and Clara Bow were like uh Adolf Zucor we are here to join Paramount Pictures Mm -hmm. to become so 
They made Schulberg uh, an associate producer, by the way, like a way not what he used to be. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They they basically put him in a lower position than when he went. Much left. lower. Yeah. Much much yeah. humiliatingly much lower. lower. Yeah. Just yeah. to get a paycheck doing shit. Basically, lower. basically just to fucking survive. Damn. And at that Damn. point. Honestly, he probably Not to signed shit a, on associate producer. No, no, but he was he was a studio head that yeah. had to go be an associate producer, you yeah. know. And honestly, his contract was probably lower than Clara Bow's. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, for sure. They were like, "Well, we're gonna pay her a lot more than we're paying you." Well, you know? she's the value. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You're only here because we needed her. That's that's yeah. what they said. They said Paramount Pictures told him, "You have been catapulted into this position." <laughs> By the way, you've been catapulted down into this position because you have Clara Bow under personal contract. Amazing. It's like it was enough to just come to the man and offer him a job because they're scuttling his company, but they had to remind him, like, you're only here because of Clara Bow. <laughs> On the bright side, he probably didn't actually have to do anything. Yeah, they're probably like, true. We're gonna pay you sat and you can just, sat. You can just was like, Yeah, yeah sure. You'll have an office. There. We don't care what you do in it. Yeah. You know, just, just, <laughs> stay just, out of the way. just sit here and stay out of our way. Yeah. yeah. Bring us Clara. Yeah. That's basically it. Do whatever the fuck you want. We're yeah. only we're just worried about one part of this deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just forced to bang all the PAs. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah. golly shucks, I get paid to do fucking nothing for the next five years. I'm gonna go bang Clara's dad <laughs> and all these PAs, you know. <laughs> he's he winds up living at the house. <laughs> At fucking Kingsley Roadhouse. So now she's at Paramount, and that is where I'm going to leave you on part three. Amazing. We're going to start back up at part four with her Paramount days, and then uh, this thing is going to start getting off the rails. What an indomitable episode this was. Right? Yeah. I thought it was good, too. It was indomitable. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, (laughs) go back and listen to this episode and do a shot for every time you hear that word. (laughs) You will die. That's a good. That's a good game. <laughs> like the snowman. Like the snow. The indomitable snowman. Uh, uh love it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was part three, y'all. Wonderful. Hell yeah. Well, I had a great time. Me too. Yeah, I had a great time as well. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. If uh, if you'd like to see where else I'm having good times, you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on uh, Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, Drake L. Cummings, and just Drake around. Nice. A little, little different flavor on each account. And then YouTube, Drake Cummings, and just type my name into Google. Google me. Love it. Something will come up. Love just it. draking around is my favorite <laughs> handle yes, yes. I've ever fucking just heard. Just draking around is so good. That's like what I do when I get home. <laughs> I just drake around for a while. Oh my god. So now forever, your name will be associated with his jerking off. I go home and I pull up pictures of Clara Bow and I just drake around for a while. <laughs> He looks in the mirror and your face stares back. Oh it's, yeah. Well, wow. and well, it, it's the it's the uh, what do you call those? The shrine to Drake. I go oh, home yeah, and I yeah. Drake around to the shrine of Drake. Hey, make it a hashtag. Help my engagement. Help my SEO. You know what I mean, right, whatever baby. whatever helps my SEO. If Surely so. this are, conversation will. <laughs> we are Hollywood whores. We should be loaned out to the studios. <laughs> Speaking of loaning me out, uh, <laughs> you can hit me up on Sailor underscore Dev on Insta and Abracadabra Dev on Twitter. Yes. You can find me at Jimmy Deloy, James White Scott, depending on where you're looking for me. Fucking Google me. Also, uh, go check out. I'm sorry, I'm, I don't mean to cheat on y'all, but I am doing another show now. 
Uh, it is called Historic Hangouts mm-hmm. with Shelby Scott from Scary to Sleep. It's wonderful. It, have you? Did you listen? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. you Just say listen. it's indomitable, and we're good. Uh, no, man, I don't, you don't have to. But uh, y'all go listen. Historic Hangouts. Mm. It is about uh, historic locations, mostly like places where famous people hung out. And nice. We did Musso and Frank. We did uh, Schwab's Pharmacy. And then we did a place called the Dr- the Green Dragon Tavern in Boston, where all the revolutionaries. Yeah, came. yeah, nice. yeah. Good old Sammy Adam and the. Yes. Uh, why is my mind blank? All Sons of, of Liberty. Them. You, all of them. The Sons of Liberty. Can you tell us what the next one's gonna be about? Or is the that next a secret? one is. Uh, it's not a secret. I haven't quite. Oh, you just don't know yet. what it is. No, yet. Okay, I don't quite yeah. know what it is yet. Okay. I'm about to though. Cool. Don't worry. Okay. I will definitely announce it. Nice. But yeah, go check it out. Yeah, I absolutely will. You can also find me getting nose surgery the day before a shoot because <laughs> fuck two hundred dollars a week. <laughs> this has been film history. The history of film. Turn all this week is about what I'm making right now. No inflation calculation. <laughs> no inflation calculation on that one. Just That's why we all. Just, oh God, it's so why we all live in a box here in Hollywood. I can't go back. No. <laughs>